Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax and just kind of settle back into whatever the Lord has been talking to you about. Remember, he is present with you. And every circumstance you're in is there for his purpose. He has crafted your days, your your life, for your healing, for your reunion of your spirit and soul and body for his purposes because he loves you he doesn't need your help but he wants your participation because that's part of our growing up into being a spirit being in your spirit if you've been born again you are a spirit being. We're all either dead in our spirit or living in our spirit. There's no growing spiritually. You're either alive or dead. So if you're alive, you're in Christ. You're in him. You're in the kingdom. You are a co-inheritor, a joint heir with Christ. Everything he inherited, you inherited as well. Your relationship to Father, to Son, Holy, to Holy Spirit, you have the same relationship. You are in Christ. You are in the Father. You are in the Spirit. Spirit is not our problem. Soul is where the work is being done. Now, for the most part, we can say that God is the one doing the work in our soul. The vast majority, 99.99% of the work, is he's doing it. But that 0.000001%, that's where we get tripped up. Because part of it is we want to get involved in the 99%. We want to help. We want to control. We want to protect ourselves. We want to understand, we want to know, we want to perceive, we want, we want to have our fingers in what God is doing. When God's just, no, I'm, I've got this under control, I've got this taken care of, you can just go over there and rest. And I'm going to give you assignments and I'm going to give you projects in your life that will teach you how to live as a whole spirit being. So we can think of in terms of, let's say, healing. Let's say something happened traumatic when you were young. And and most of us, probably 99.999% can say that that's true. Because whatever your worst experience is, that's a 10 for you. 
it doesn't matter whether the trauma or the bad experiences you had growing up were bad in somebody else's eyes. They affected you. Very few of us had perfect upbringings. And odds are, if we started to really look at it, what we may perceive as a great upbringing, there might have been overprotectiveness, there might have been, you know, misrepresentation of of our temperament. There are no perfect parents and there are no perfect people. But some definitely have better childhoods than others. That's not the issue. It's your childhood had an impact. Things that happened when you were young had an impact. You built your belief system, your self-perception, your perception of God, uh, your perception of other people. A real common one is that uh, a lot of times children don't feel safe or protected. And they translate that to, if my parents can't protect me, how can somebody else? How can God? And we build our life around a perception and a lie. Because God does protect us perfectly. It's just his idea of protection is different than ours. And this is why if we don't make ourselves available to him, we will hold on to that need to protect ourselves rather than release that so we can be healed and allow ourselves to rest in his protection. He is looking out for us whether we see it or not, but it's more relaxing and restful and strengthening for us if we see the truth, that he is protecting us. He is providing for us. Care about meeting our needs. He meets our needs. But if we, again, if we don't perceive that and we hold on to our lives, we can build our whole life on a lie. Now, exposing that lie and bringing us healing, that's part of the 99% of what God wants to do in our lives. It's not part of his purpose that we struggle through the rest of our lives just hoping we can make it till the end when we can be you know die and go to heaven and be with him or whatever your you know your your mode of of leaving this world happens to be but god's idea is that through that process of his showing us where we believe a lie bringing healing bringing restoration very often between ourselves and our parents, for instance, forgiveness, whatever needs to be done is all over in the 99% side that God takes care of all that. And then on on the 1% side, we may have to change our habits. 
we may have to be diligent and thoughtful about changing the way we think, the way we think about ourselves, about God, about our parents, for instance. And that's where we can come in. That's where, that's our job, is to see what God is doing, participate as he chooses, as he reveals, you know, and that can be very often not hiding our emotions, for instance, from being healed. You know, very often uh, a real common way of dealing with pain and hurt is just to stuff it, just to ignore it, or wear it on our sleeve so that everybody knows about it. Neither one of those actually deals with the healing, brings the healing that needs to happen. So as God brings the healing, part of the control we need to give up is allowing ourselves to feel that hurt, to feel the pain. And what eventually happens is once we start feeling the pain, we also start feeling the joy that comes from having that pain healed. So we're no longer afraid of being hurt because we know how to go to God to get healed. So those are all the aspects of the change in the healing and the reunion that God is taking care of on the 99% in the 99% column. The 1% column is, okay, now that I'm healed, how does that affect how I change how I'm going to live my life? Maybe there's a decision coming up. Do I, you know, how do I treat my parents now? How do I treat, you know, a spouse? Or how do I see myself? Do I need to start making different choices, putting different options on my list now that I know that I've been healed and I, because I was believing a lie about that my parents couldn't protect me so God couldn't protect me. Now that I know the truth, that God is protecting me and always protected me, and I can rest in that, we go back to our column, our portion, our 1%, and go, is there anything, any options coming up that now that I know God is protecting me, maybe I'm willing to take a greater risk? Rather than saying, well, that's not me, I've never done anything like that, we might start thinking of ourselves differently and making different decisions, use developing better judgment, maybe even enjoying life more. Because we've let God take care of the 99%, and we're going to focus on the 1%. That's our job, is... As he does his, it changes our life, our outlook, our perceptions. As we are healed, we learn how to live as in health. For instance, if we break our leg and we have a cast on our leg, there are certain restrictions we acknowledge we might have to be on crutches, we might need to be in a wheelchair, avoid stairs, no horseback riding, no swimming, things like that. And we understand that. We, we see that 
okay, the cast is serving a purpose. It's protecting our leg so it can heal correctly. But then once that leg has healed and that cast is removed, we should hopefully perceive that we no longer need that crutch. It may take time to wean off of it. We may need to go to physical therapy, but we're on the mend. We're, we're, our leg is going to be fully restored, fully healed. We'll be able to go back swimming. We'll be able to go horseback riding. We're not going to carry that into the rest of our lives thinking, I've got a broken leg, so there are restrictions on my life. And those are the kinds of things that we want that God, as God removes the cast from where we've been wounded, where he brings healing and he brings truth, not facts, not what we believe, but his truth. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. As he reveals them, those aspects, and makes them real, we are set free. So he's doing the 99%. If we just focus on the 1%, we're going to enjoy our lives a lot more. For one thing, we're not meddling in what God is doing. He's got everything under control. But looking at that's your project, your learning curve, what God is teaching you to learn to live in that 1%, you're going to see success. You're going to see change. You're going to enter into rest. You're going to enter into relationship and peace and forgiveness and joy and fellowship because all those things are part of living as a spirit being here on this earth. A spirit who has a soul and lives in a body. And again, we we acknowledge and are grateful that God wants us to be whole, not so that we can serve him or change the world. He doesn't need any more servants. And he's created the world. He can make it exactly how he wants it at any time. But because he loves us, He's making us able to receive his love. That's his purpose. It's not that complicated. But we make it complicated so we can be involved in the process. So that might be something you want to look at is right now, what is the Lord doing in your circumstances that maybe you're trying to meddle in you're trying to be involved and help him out, and it may be something you you know don't tr- don't try to second guess God because most of the time we don't know what he's doing because he keeps it super secret just so we don't get involved, just so we don't waste our time and our energy and effort. He's like, just stay out of this, but we can focus on okay. Now that I know God has healed me of this, or he's told me the truth about who I am in him, how much he loves me, 
since God loves me, we go over to column one, how does that change how I'm living my life? And we talk to him about, say, Lord, now I know you love me unconditionally, that you've already met all of my needs. Now that I know that, what does that change about how I treat people? How, how I work, my living situation, my future, how I plan for my future, how I plan for my vacation, anything. How does that confidence in the love of God change your day-to-day decisions? And, and as we focus on that 1%, we free up more of our energy to not be interfering with what God is doing and putting it in some place where the result will be rest and joy and peace. Interfering with God, helping him, will not result in peace and rest and joy. Pretty much that's a good indicator. If you're stressed out about something, you know, to a a, group, a great degree, whether it's out of proportion or it is lasting too long, those are always two good indicators of stress that is out of proportion. Everybody gets stressed. So it's not, okay, if I'm being stressed, that's, you know, there's something wrong. No. It's if, it, if it's out of proportion to what's causing it or if it's lasting longer than it should. Like you're driving home from work. And you're almost in an accident. Okay, a car misses you by a hair. Your heart's going to go, you know, racing. And your adrenaline's going to pump. And you're, you're going to be thinking, I'm never going to get in the car again. And you're scared. And it's going, you're going to have a stressful reaction. Now, it's out of proportion if you're still feeling that way three days from now. Oh, I'm never going to get in my car again or your heart's still thumping, or that adrenaline is still rushing, or you, in the, you know, a different direction is, okay, that was my neighbor. I'm going to go and take a crowbar to his car so he'll know not to ever hit me again. That's out of proportion. These are all things that we will learn as our by experience, as our soul settles into its God-created relationship with our spirit. And those are the things that God wants us to be involved in, in our circumstances, not what he's doing in our lives, not the nuts and bolts, not the 99%. Now, he will bring the results and sometimes the process to our attention. And one of our problems is we think that if God is showing us something, it's because he wants us to act on it or to write a book about it or to talk to other people involved in it rather than just he wants you to be aware of what he's doing very often just because he 
by through the process you're going to receive healing and you're going to as a result you're going to be grateful and you're going to ha- have a more enjoyable relationship with God not it's not so you can work hard on it or fix yourself but it's so you can participate in what God is doing simply by being with him not helping him just being with him this is goes back to the whole you know why we spent so much time learning to wait learning to just be with him and enjoy waiting with him just being with him it's through that that time that we experience change and sometimes it doesn't always happen very often it won't happen while we're waiting but he will bring to our attention that this particular situation doesn't bother us anymore or we're no longer angry at our parents for not protecting us or we look at now you know last week we wanted to take a crowbar to our neighbor's car and we go oh you know my gosh what was i thinking and we let that resentment go, and we're, we're relieved. We didn't go through an evaluation of how we need to get rid of that or overcome that. And, okay, we need to have a prayer chain and, or, or you know, freed from a demon or something. It's no, God is working. He is revealing the wounds that need to be healed. He's healing them. And he's bringing us through so we can participate and enjoy the process, enjoy the results. And then over in in column with the 1%, we go, okay, now going forward, how does that change my outlook? How does that affect my thinking, my life here on this earth? How does it affect my learning to live as a spirit being? And sometimes these things seem like they're really small, like with the crowbar, when really it could end up being about your temper, that maybe you've lost jobs because of that, or relationships, or you just push people away, or or fill in the blank, whatever. Or you never want to be in a stressful situation because you don't like how you react. So you hide from everybody and you hide from everything and you don't try anything where your temper might be provoked. Both of those, you are being controlled by that situation. You're being controlled by that wound, by that misbelief. And God doesn't want you to be controlled by anything other than spirit. The end result is for your soul to be joined and one with your spirit. That's what God, God created our spirit, soul, and body to function as a single unit. Right now, it's functioning as three different units, and sometimes they're in great disarray and arguing a lot 
a lot of conflict. That adds stress. That adds, you know, how am I doing, Lord? We, you know, uncertainty, a lot of questioning, a lot of energy. This is why we want to focus on 99% of all that God's working on by himself. And he brings it to our attention as he chooses. Very often it's towards the end so we can enjoy him tying up the loose ends, finishing the puzzle. But we can instead look at the 1%. This is one of the reasons we've been talking about, for instance, the, the activities of the Holy Spirit. Learning how God works here on this earth impersonally, is something God wants us to learn. It's, that's in the 1% column. It's sort of like once we get the cast off, we can go back to our old routines. We can go horseback riding. We can go swimming. We can go bike riding. We can do things that our body was created to do. We can learn to run a marathon. We can, you know, do jumping jacks. We can climb a ladder, we can do things now that our leg has been returned to its natural, healthy state. So we're not focusing on, okay, it was broken and I had a cast and now the cast is off. It's now, what can I do? Now that my leg is healed, what can I do? And that will give us a whole other sense of enjoyment. And so as a spirit being, our soul has capabilities that as our spirit flows through our soul, we can learn how to climb ladders. We can learn how to create miracles, how to ride a bike, how to do jumping jacks. Because that's what your soul was meant to do. And we can ask the Lord, okay, what is my soul meant to do? What is my soul created to do? And you can look at the gifts, and we're going to look through some of these, and the fruit, and that's what your soul, all of them, was created to do. Because as your spirit flows through your soul, As your soul experiences the healing and the freedom, the more your soul will be free to be what God created it to be. Your spirit has the power and authority over your soul in the soulical realm, the supernatural realm, and the physical in the natural realm. But your soul also has power and authority. But we've been using that power and authority to interfere with what God is doing. Rather than, okay, what am I supposed to be learning as a spirit being? How do I use the power and authority that is already in my soul? That God has gifted me. God gave me this really cool set of abilities and power and authority and revelation and 
we have heart, such a, a low expectation of how God reveals himself even. How do I, how can I tap into being what God created me to be? And this is where we've been talking about the activities of the spirit, but also the moving of the spirit and how the Holy Spirit, we've talked before about how the Father reveals himself and how the Son reveals himself. But very often we kind of, in our mind, look at what God, how God reveals himself in our soul. We attribute to activities of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you want to do that, that's fine. To me, it doesn't really matter. We use words and organizational helps so we can communicate. But God is so much bigger than our words. But it's fine to, to be wherever we are when we start talking about the activities and the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What we want to understand is that God wants us to enjoy the process of learning. We have nothing to be afraid of. We don't need to worry about making mistakes, about hurting others, about hurting ourselves, about being deceived. God protects us. God loves us. God's not going to let us miss something that's important. So we will pick it up here at the same time next week. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at theraidersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.